Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Telling Everybody Everything. It is January something... Uh, I hope you're all getting back in the groove of the new year and remembering to write the correct year every time you write it, because every time I sign a contract, and I'll be honest, there have not been many contracts this year. I'm trying to take it easy, though I am working on Friday, and I'm doing a few things, getting back in the mix, but like we've got two small kids, I have to be here, all hands on deck. Baby Fena, who is, by the way, still a dream, Fred is entering his terrible twos. He's like 19 months, but he's terrible too, mentally, and sometimes he will throw himself on the ground. Uh, Mostly when he's with his dad, they're spending a lot more time together, and I mean, their energy is just too similar. They have, you know, I don't know if you notice this with your kids or your nieces or your nephews or whomever, your friends' kids, they have a different vibe with each person. Fred is soft with me. He will like cuddle me and kiss my face. And then he and his sister, even though she's like basically an adult to him, they have a brother-sister relationship where they like wrestle. And then Bobby and Fred have like this hot energy together where they basically fight. I mean, Bobby stays calm, but Fred just acts like more of a man. Like he has something to prove. It's testosterone on testosterone. It's not pretty. But I mean, he's still such a sweet boy. So we're having a great time. We are going out a lot with both kids. It's smooth. It's working well. Fena is a blessing in our lives. But anyway, leading with the fucking story of the week, it is the Canada boat rental scam. Why am I always getting, well, people are trying to scam me. I'm not necessarily always getting scammed. In the summertime, we took the kids to Muskoka. It's a very popular Ontario cottage destination. There are multi-million dollar cottages there and also some pretty nice but not so nice cottages that you can rent. Uh, It's a very posh, you know, very popular place to have a holiday in the summer in Ontario. And, you know, we're doing very well. We decided let's go. I've never been ever in my entire life. And it's something that a lot of people have at least experienced on a low scale. And I thought, let's do it. Let's get this great cottage. You can invite your friends because Bobby really misses a lot of his uh, especially like university slash like adult guy friends that he met in the workforce. I mean they are mostly university guys. His like core group of school friends. He really misses them. While we were there we rented uh, no we didn't rent a boat. His friend Nick brought his pontoon boat but we rented uh, jet skis 
from what I guess Bobby surmised was a very reputable company at the time. This was all the way back in July, so like nearly seven months ago. And all of a sudden, Bobby was in his banking app because he had to make a payment to someone, and he doesn't get notifications on his banking app. Neither do I. So I have private banking. I don't even have normal online banking. I cannot have an app. I get American Express notifications, but from my like British bank, I get no notifications. So I don't know what's going on in that bank unless I go to like a very secured, specific computer in the house and do all these authentication steps and then log in. Like that's the only way I can see what's going on with my bank. And my bank is really secure, but I don't see any activity on it. And neither does Bobby unless he goes on to his thing. So he's logging in, paying someone, and all of a sudden he sees three grand. Oh, that's the coffee maker. If you can hear that, we're in the kitchen today. And also I'm holding Fena, and I really don't, I never want to harp on the gender issue, but I've never in my life heard of a male comedian who does all his work basically holding a newborn. Fena's in my arms. I haven't put her down in five weeks. It was five. Was Fena five weeks old yesterday, Violet, or four? Was she five weeks yesterday? No, that can't be right. What's the day today? It's the 21st. Oh my God, I think you're right. Hang on, we just have to find out how old the baby is. Uh, one, two, three, four, five weeks. Holy shit. So that's why my neck's sore. So Bobby's in his app and three grand goes missing. Right away, he goes, what the hell? Boat Rentals Canada has just taken three grand from my account. He calls the bank right away. Well, first he calls Boat Rentals Canada, but you can't get through to them. And it is off season. But I mean, if it's off season and they're not in the office, then how are they taking money from people's accounts? When we rented the CDUs, uh, they were checked over when we returned them. Bobby's deposit was three grand, but it was returned. They take a $3,000 deposit from everyone, minimum. If you rent specialty boats, they take sometimes a five or $10,000 deposit, which is nuts. And so they didn't answer. The bank answered. And because Bobby caught it right away, even though it wasn't a credit card, his uh, bank account refunded the money and like reversed the charge because Bobby's like, think about it. We rented these boats six months ago. My deposit was returned at the time. Everything was signed off. They can't just take money from your account six months later. So then we start to dig a little deeper. Bobby's got his money back, so that's fine. But, you know, I'm a man of the people. We care about others. And I'm thinking there will be so many people who don't get notifications, who don't know that this money's gone, and they're going to find out the next time they go to use their bank. So we look online. There are all these reviews from people calling this company a bunch of scam artists, saying that what they most often do, the scam they run, is they don't return deposits. So they'll find some reason to say, no, 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 there's a scratch. This whole thing needs to be replaced. You've lost your deposit. Or... They'll say, yeah, yeah, we'll return your deposit. You're in a queue to get your deposit returned, which is literally not a thing. And then the deposit never comes and months go by and then they close for the season and people are trying to get their deposits back. And I don't know why they haven't had more success with this, uh, but it seems like a lot of people are still out of a lot of money. And I'm sure that the scam they ran on Bobby, trying to run his card six months later, they are also running on other people because I've seen a few reviews from people who did notice 
So this company also operates under different names. My sister sent me a few of them. It's like Muskoka Boat Rentals, something about Pontoon Muskoka. They have so many names. It seems that what they do is either open under different names every year or they just have, you know, for SEO, search engine optimization, lots of different names. Mm. So when you're in the neighborhood and you're trying to order a boat, it comes up like 10 different ways. So whoever you choose, you're still choosing them. So I went on the website because, you know, we just can't drop this. And the website says, oh, hi, do you want a boat? Yeah, we're, we're already taking reservations for 2023, even though they aren't in the office and they don't answer the phone. And they go, just tell us what day you want and your reservation will be confirmed. Just pop all your details, your credit card details onto this website. So you go to their website. They want your credit card number. They want the three numbers on the back. They want your address. They want all this. I, I, I mean, I, I can't confirm that these people are running any kind of scam, but it really seems dodgy to me. It seems to me like they're running a number of scams and I don't know how they get away with it. And surely, I mean, in the UK, there's a system where you can't hold someone's financial information once the transaction is complete. It's GDPR rules or something. But in Canada, I'm sure they have something similar. So I don't know how many, uh, what, where, what was that near? Gravenhurst slash Muskoka slash like Ontario Cottage Country listeners that I have. But if you know anyone, get the word out that maybe this company's fine, but they certainly made a mistake with us. Uh, in the best case scenario, and it seems like they're making lots of best case scenario, quote unquote, mistakes with a lot of other customers and clients. You can read their reviews. It looks quite dodgy. So, I mean, I'm not going to drop this. I have the money and the time. You mess with the wrong bitch on maternity leave. I'm going to find out what's going on with this company because we got our money back. That's fine. But a lot of people wouldn't have. There are more scams popping up all the time. So please check all of your stuff and be careful. And a lot of people got cross with me because I said, oh, Bobby noticed this money was gone. I might not have even noticed. And people were like, you wouldn't notice three grand missing. Well, yes, I would eventually at some point, like when I meant to make a purchase or when I looked into my bank. But what I meant was I don't get notifications. A lot of people don't. And the only reason Bobby got his money back so quickly is because he saw it happen genuinely in real time. He was logged into the app. They weren't taking calls on the day that Bobby tried, and it is a Saturday right now, and it's like 9.30 a.m. in Canada, but I'm going to try to call them. When you go onto their website, right away there's a pop-up that says, Welcome, we are open and ready to rent you one of our brand new Sea-Doo's, pontoons, tritoons, ski, wake, surf boats, boat riders. We would love for you to experience that brand new boat smell. Oh, yeah, right, you would. We are the largest boat rental company in Canada. We offer most boat varieties, newer equipment, and delivery services right to the lake of your choice. They just feel, you know, so accommodating. Contact us. Our clients are always satisfied. What? Our clients are always satisfied. Okay, I'm ringing these pricks. Every different business name has the same postal address and has the same phone number. Hi there. You've reached Boat Rental. We're sorry we missed your call. We're busy with some other clients. Please leave your name and number, and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Thank you. Oh, hi. Please record your message. When you have finished calling, you may hang up or press pound for more options. Hi there. I'm sure you are busy with other clients, clients whose credit cards you've been running. 
uh, in the off season because my husband and I we just noticed three grand is missing from our account and we don't really understand why we feel like it's probably fraud anyway I'd love for you to experience a brand new revenge smell so I've contacted news stations around Muskoka I'm actually a very famous celebrity I'm on maternity leave so I got lots of time to sort this okay so uh, we got a refund already from the bank it's fine it's fine on our end but i just worry about other people in the surrounding area so i i will be making a big deal of this okay thank you bye <laughs> violet you can't scream suck a dick i'm trying to be professional great that's that sorted i'm sure they'll get back to me soon if you're someone who's been scammed by Canada boat rentals or Muskoka boat rentals or pontoon whatever they're calling themselves or maybe like i said it's all a big mistake and this isn't a scam, but it really feels quite uh, calculated to me. And we aren't the only ones who are complaining. If you look at the reviews, it's loads. Reach out to me. Please tell me. Uh, write me an email telling everybody everything at gmail.com. If you're a local news station and you want to help us spread the word about this to see if there are any other victims of scamming. And, you know, scamming wealthy people in a way feels like a victimless crime. Like, if there are local people who've been on some posh holiday and they can afford to give you a $10,000 deposit and potentially not notice it missing in January, maybe you feel like a bit of a Robin Hood, but it's still wrong. Stealing is stealing. And Bobby's already spoken to, I think the news station was called Muskoka 411. Um, CBC, CBC, CTV, anyone in Canada, if you want to get into it more. Like I said, I got the time. I'm on mat leave. I would love to come on your station and talk about whatever you want, including spread the word about the boat scam. All right, that is enough of that. I received an email from the school because the school's great. They're always trying to keep parents in the loop about what to watch out for. There are certain dangerous products that are targeted to teenagers right now, which I feel like is very evil. And these companies, they know no bounds. Like, how can you work for? a tobacco or vaping company, be a manufacturer, be like a marketing person, be someone associated with like drumming it up on TikTok, Snapchat, knowing the damage that you could be causing. Um, how could you be selling vapes in your local shop? Like I know there are a lot of shady people out there, but the school wants to keep us in the know. So look at this. I mean, listen, I guess, on a podcast. Six vaping products disguised as everyday items. Violet's over there putting me on her Snapchat. Don't think I don't know what you're doing. Look, she's such a, you can tell your friends about this too, Violet. So it says there are a range of vaping products uh, that are designed to look like everyday items. Teens are using these to hide their vaping from parents and teachers. Fun, I can't believe it. More than 1,200, listen to this bit, Violet, if you're going to snap me. First of all, you can't snap someone without their consent. No, you don't have my consent. Ugh. Listen, more than 1,200 vaping-associated lung injury cases have been reported in the U.S. alone. 15% of those cases involved children under 18 years of age. 26 confirmed deaths due to these injuries. Okay, hoodies. So you know the little drawstring of your hoodie? Vape hoodies have specifically designed tubed drawstrings where vaping devices can be inserted and used discreetly. What the fuck? Backpacks. Vaping backpacks typically conceal tubing and a mouthpiece in the shoulder strap that can be connected to a vaping device. Phone cases. And I'm looking at one of these phone cases now. I mean, I would never see this. 
vaping phone cases fit over a smartphone just like a normal case look at that and like this isn't for adults violet because adults have no need i know adults have no need to like be this sneaky and secretive that's the backpack it just looks like a backpack and that's the little drawstring on the hoodie look at this girl she has such terrible melasma yeah, skin. and skin damage well why do you think she has bad skin all right get out of here pens yep they double as writing instruments that's smart watches these watches display the time and conceal the vaping apparatus in the wristband and usb drives i spoke a little bit last week about teens and you know you want to parent them correctly and you have to be uh you have to be creative in the way that you do that it's really boring to be punishing someone all the time but equally, you have to be confident that they're making wise decisions before you can let them make decisions. Because ultimately, if you're making bad decisions, then you haven't been raised into adulthood properly and you're probably going to hurt yourself. Violet, um, one example that I would like to discuss today is uh, she, and she's not the only one, she and some of her friends decided it would be a good idea to shave a what is called power stripe in her eyebrow. And I'm not exactly sure where this comes from. I suppose it goes along with the language that I'm hearing in the house. Uh, I've got to cop myself a piece of toast for breakfast. Uh, I'm being called bro. It's calm is another thing they're saying. If you blank someone, that's called you air someone. There's all this language. And I feel like the eyebrow goes with the like fashion of the language. And it's tricky because I felt like, wow, this eyebrow thing is part and parcel of like lots more that I don't like but you can't really punish someone for what they decide to do to their body you know I think it's dumb I think it looks stupid but can I punish her like I had terrible eyebrows in the late 90s early 2000s and I wasn't punished like my punishment enough was the hideous eyebrows and the fact that it took a long time to grow them back and Bobby's like no you gotta punish her like you can't just let her have these gangster eyebrows um and so we had to get creative about it and what we decided to do is um shave an identical power stripe in bobby's eyebrow and i feel like violet came down the stairs I th she sort of thought it was cool but she was horrified in her own way and i think that's what we're going to do going forward violet like if you want to roll your skirt up for school then i'm going to go out of the house with a tiny kilt rolled up also to my ass cheeks and if you want to shave a power stripe in your eyebrow then Daddy-O is going to walk around with a power stripe. And if you want to vape, then I'm going to give Fred a vape. And if you want to stop brushing your teeth, then I'm just not going to brush my teeth. As an example, and if you want to eat sugar and drink coffee all day, then I'm going to eat sugar and coffee all day. And then you see how you like it when I've got a caffeine crash mood around the house. I think that's the way to do it with teens. I really think it is. Do you feel like Bobby's power stripe was effective in you feeling like the power stripe was a little bit less cool? I fell to the floor. I was actually horrified. I did not like it. It was not cool. And let me make this clear. My power stripe was not a rebellious move. My power stripe was me and my best friend being bored in maths. So I cut my eyebrow slit with scissors as a joke and it turned out horribly wrong. And it was literally just like a joke. Like I wasn't even trying to like look cool i was i didn't think when cutting my eyebrow i was like oh yeah this would look so cool no i did it as a joke and it looks mine looks terrible and let me make something else clear i do not vape i'm not saying you do i'm saying your age group does mm. oh my gorgeous husband is back from his shopping trip 
Bobby and I missed our anniversary of when we met again. That was January 7th. Was it the 7th or the 8th? 7th. Into the 8th. Oh, was it ever into the 8th? Um, that flew by. It was also Bobby's mom's birthday. And we just didn't even observe it this year. I can't believe we forgot. So it was four years ago. But it doesn't really count. It's not like our wedding anniversary or anything. It's just our meetup anniversary. But that's okay. It's hard to believe that it's been four years and we have two kids. And it really feels like it's been 15 years. Twenty. I don't know. It just feels... It feels long. We like in all of that time, Bobby was able to move to the UK. We bought a house. We got married. We had the kids. A lot can happen in four years. So if you feel uh, not that I felt shit about my life where Bobby did, basically, if you feel like you have too much of a fun life and too much freedom and disposable income, a lot can change in four years. Um, there was a tweet that went out. I don't even know who this guy is. He's an actor. I've never heard of him before in my life. He's got maybe 20 or 40,000 followers on Twitter. He, like so many people before him, tweeted, are there any funny female comedians? And he did a poll, yes or no. And of course, lots of people clicked no. And what I hate even more than that is lots of people clicked yes. And then I saw this tweet because a bunch of people atted me in the question. They're like, yes. At Carrie Godleman is really funny. Yes, at Kath Bum is really funny. And it's like, I just wish, first of all, that this question would go away. But when this question does come up, I wish people wouldn't answer it because it's genuinely putting me on the radar of this loser and other people who follow the thread. Like, this guy never would have seen my name in my life unless people were like, at Kath Bum's funny. And it just... You know, there are lots of people who will never think women are funny and who will never think I'm funny and I don't need to be on their radar. However, okay, I'm going to do something a little bit unkind now and I'm going to slag off a female comedian, though I'm not going to use her name and I don't mean it in a mean-spirited way. But um, I received a message. I'm on like a massive group chat. The other day uh, on the female comedian group chat, someone put, oh, would anyone like my gig tonight because I'm home and I'm under the duvet, and I'm too comfortable. And I had never heard of this girl before in my life. Now, I'm sure this young woman is very talented, and she's younger than me, so she probably prioritizes her mental health better than I do. And a lot of people will listen to this and say, good for her for saying she's too comfortable and she doesn't want to go out and do the gig. Good for her. Maybe she has rich parents. I don't know what her situation is. But my first instinct was to take this girl's gig and be like, I'm not too comfortable. If I'm not too comfortable, you're not too comfortable. Like, what the hell is going on with these girls? I'm pretty sure she's not, like, as advanced in the industry as I am, and I'm not too comfortable. So who's this girl who's like, well, I'm, she actually used the words too comfortable. In our job, if you're on the hustle the way you should be, even if it's an open spot gig, even if it's for no money, like, this was a local gig, and you just have to show up. I feel like no one should be too comfortable in this industry, depending on what your goals are. Like if you are trying to be the best, if you're trying to tour, if you're trying to be great, if you're trying to be super successful, then too comfortable is not in your vocabulary. And again, like I understand that maybe a lot of you will disagree and think, no, good, you have to set boundaries. But it just blew me away to read that in black and white. Too comfortable? What would she have done if I jumped on the chat and being like, girl, I have a nice big house and a 
cozy career and two kids and a husband at home to watch them, I will come out and take your gig. Why? Because I will never be comfortable. I feel bad though. I feel bad that that's where my mind goes. Like, are, were we wrong, our generation, for just like grafting like we did and do? Or are the younger people right to be like, no, enough's enough. I'm tired tonight. I'm too comfortable. What do you think? Please write me an email telling everybody everything at gmail.com. Violet, if you think that you're picking up sticks in Bobby's new designer jacket. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm not defending anybody here, but do you think she might have just said too comfortable as like an excuse? There was like something else going on and she was just trying to be funny. I was like, oh, I'm just too comfortable. No, I don't. Really? Yeah, I think she's honestly too comfortable. Do I know her? No, I've never heard of her. And like, I'm not even trying to be shady. Like Mariah Carey, someone asked her about Ariana Grande or J-Lo or someone and she goes, I don't know her. Oh my God, I'm not how sure. do you not know I know. Maybe I'm supposed to know this girl. Listen, if this girl is like super talented and super famous and I just haven't heard of her, then I'm sorry. I've been busy having babies and I should know better. But look, there's no one I know. Very successful people. Like look at Ramesh. Look how hard he works. Do you think he ever cancels a Bellingham. game? Oh my God. Who's that? Oh, footballer. He's so fit, mom. All right, all right. Take your power stripe elsewhere, please. I'm working. Bellingham, yeah. We are super excited to be starting swimming lessons for Fred this week. Um, he swims in our pool sometimes, though. At the start of the energy crisis, we shut that pool the fuck down because it's really cold and it costs a lot to heat people's homes. And we're not... Who's having a heated outdoor pool in an energy crisis? It's just tacky. So we shut it down. And Fred hasn't been for a swim since the weather was warm. And like it's one thing splashing around, but I think he's at the age now, 19 months, where he could be actually swimming. And when I was signing him up, the lady said, oh, and he'll need to wear this size of swim nappy. And I said, no, he's potty trained. And she said, oh, it doesn't matter. You know, sometimes they let loose in the water and they all have to wear these swim nappies. And I was like, up to what age? Like, what, you have six-year-olds wearing swim nappies in your class? Like, when do you decide that a child is old enough to be conceivably potty trained? Like, so basically my son's going to turn up to your class not wearing a diaper. And then he's going to put a diaper on to go swimming in your pool. And she's like, well, yeah, you can appreciate that, like, if anything slips out. I'm like, nothing is going to slip out. Then do I have to wear a nappy when I'm swimming with him? Because what is your cutoff? And she didn't really have a cutoff. She's just like... Sorry, he has to wear one. And I didn't make too much of a big deal about it. I was just like, fine, you know, because I get it. And to be honest, I want all the other kids wearing swim nappies if they're not 100% potty trained. So it's cool. But I was just like, it's just so weird. Like, I don't, I, I'm probably going to wear a swim nappy also then in that case. Because what, like, how do you police that? How do you police who's potty trained and who's not? Who's going to pee in the pool? Like, you could be on holiday, then there could be someone who's severely intoxicated who decides to shit in the pool. Like I was flying on a budget airline earlier this year and a very intoxicated person just shot themselves in their seat. You can't really predict. Like you can mitigate the risk, I guess, and say, all right, this age group are more likely to poo in the pool and so we need nappies on them. But I don't know. I feel like if someone says... My child's potty trained and he's going to turn up without a nappy. I think that should be the cutoff. I feel like if you show up to class and you're not drunk and you don't have a nappy on, then you shouldn't have to have a nappy on in the pool. I don't know. Otherwise, I'm very 
very excited. And I don't complain about a lot of things. See, Violet has called me a Karen in the past. No one who's ever been uh, serving me in any restaurant will ever call me a Karen because you know I tip really well and I do not complain despite what my daughter says. But I received a message earlier this week that says, oh, I remember you from Sarnia and you were very difficult about your late charges at the video store. And I was like, what? The actual? And this is the thing with memory is very elastic. And you can have a memory of something that is false. And I think about this all the time. Like, it actually scares me. It's like, what am I remembering that's false? Like, I think I remember things from my childhood, but maybe I don't. Maybe I remember the way they were told to me, or maybe I remember a photo or a video of that event. I don't actually remember that event. And like, who is this chick who like worked at the local video store and who said I was a dick about late fees? Because the truth is, in my memory, my dad was in charge of returning all the videos. And yes, they were often late, but I wasn't, I wasn't involved in that whatsoever. So maybe this girl saw me at the video store or maybe she like knew me from the neighborhood or maybe someone else who looked like me like this is the thing as well when you move away and get on tv people from a small town will be like oh well I remember this about her it's like you definitely don't and Finbar Ryan never would have been a dick about late fees at the video store he wouldn't have cared at all but I feel like I'm getting a bad rap and then very tragically and this is a real swerve a wonderful man from my hometown passed away this week and he was very popular if memory serves me correctly in high school and I believe that it does he's still very popular uh loads of people changed their profile pictures to his picture like this is how unanimously missed and beloved this guy was and he died pretty young in his early 30s of of very sudden natural causes he just passed away and and no one saw it coming and it wasn't related to you know, sometimes you can you can sort of predict. In my town, there are a lot of drug dependency issues and mental health issues, unfortunately. And it was nothing like that. He just suddenly passed, and it was a shock to everyone. I think when someone's young and when it's a shock, it really hits home in a small community especially. And he was such a great guy. He was really close friends with my sister when they were young. And she, I mean, you know what? People apply their own experience especially on social media when someone passes away. And my sister Joanne wrote, oh, I remember when I first met this guy. It's when Catherine sent me to his school to film a concert that one of her crushes was in. And I was like, what the? F-? Once again, I have a very different memory. I don't, I don't remember asking Joanne, like a spy, to go to a school with the family video camera and film someone I had a crush on. But then someone else shared uh, something that I thought was actually disgusting. They go, oh, forgive me for not mourning someone that I think treated me badly when we were kids. It's like, number one, why drudge that up now? When you were kids was like 20 plus years ago. So what are you talking about? Secondly, why do you have to be like so individual that of all the glowing gushing like very traumatized comments about how wonderful this guy was you have to be like the needle in a haystack who's like actually he wouldn't share his toy fire truck with me in grade five like what is your problem and why would you tweet that on the day that someone passes away so I just feel like if you have 
memories from school or memories from like, let's call it five years, forget even about like plus 20 years. If you, if something happened and it's over five years ago and you haven't been able to deal with it in therapy and it's pretty mild, maybe just leave it. Maybe you don't on the day of someone's death need to be like, you know, he splashed me in the water sensory area in kindergarten. And maybe if you remember like someone was addicted to you at the video store equally, like that memory might not be very important to share with them today. I don't know. Like, can't we just focus on the good memories? My dad was saying this, and I hate to sound like a boomer, but my dad just visited with his lovely wife, Cheryl, and he was talking about Pierce Morgan or something and, and these uh, famous people who are professional irritants. They like to whine to people and they like to focus on the bad. And he was also talking about Prince Harry's book and like the bad gets all the views and like, why don't you just stop talking about Harry and Meghan? They don't want to be talked about uh, necessarily. Why don't you stop? like quoting the book if they want to write a book and you genuinely want to see them go away then don't report about the book again and again well they do it because it makes a certain group of people very angry and my dad's like I never thought I'd see a world where like you get rewarded for bad stuff and and making people mad and giving bad news or saying something negative about someone like why can't we focus on the good and you know, that's what I've tried to do more and more with my stand-up as I get older. I used to do this very like 2000s roast style comedy and I still love a roast. I still love a roast so much when there is consent applied and all the comedians like the roast. But my latest special, if you haven't seen it already, is like, you know, it's sort of the roast of Bobby Kutstra, but it's also, I think as you get older, maybe you do. You go one way or the other, you get more lighthearted or you turn into just like a curmudgeonly prick. And I can tell what kind of old woman I'm going to be. Because Bobby and I are 40 this year, and both of us in the summertime. And I found myself looking at uh, all the press for Love Island. Now, Love Island winter never does as well in the ratings as Love Island summertime. But I think that we should all be watching it to support the fucking national treasure that is Maya Jamma, who is the host of Love Island now. That girl, that woman, shall I say, that young person is so talented in so many ways. She's an excellent interviewer, a great presenter, a good journalist. She's very funny. She's very fun to be around. She's like all of the magical things that go into the like soup of making her a superstar. But what she also happens to have is strikingly symmetrical features and a beautiful, beautiful face and body. She's beautiful. You don't have to be beautiful to be successful. Being beautiful is not the reason she's successful. You know, she's successful because she's so talented, but it's lovely to look at, isn't it? Like it helps. I like looking at beautiful things. It's like a sunset. When you look at Maya Jemmy, you're just like, what a treat. What a delight it is to look at that girl. And I said to Bobby, when I was looking at these photos, I said, look at her, look at her gorgeous little face. And her beautiful little body. Isn't she delightful? Isn't she a beautiful girl? And this is the type of old woman that I know I'm going to be. I'm not going to be threatened or resentful that I'm not young anymore or that I never looked like Maya Jamma. It's fucking incredible how beautiful this girl is. I don't think, I don't think there's maybe anyone in the world as beautiful as Maya Jamma. I don't. Like take the most beautiful, like, uh, you know, traditionally accepted beautiful faces in the world. Put them up next to Maya Jamma's face. And she's born looking like that. She just looks like that. I think it's a treat.
And that is the kind of old woman that I aspire to be positive about these lovely young girls and their beautiful faces and figures. All right, we'll have a short break. Well, it's not really a break. It's your chance to listen to messages from our sponsors. And when we return, I will open the emails. Joanne, my sister, has been going through the emails, selecting the most important, spiciest, most concisely and well-written ones and forwarding those on to me. Thank you so much for writing emails. Um, The address, if you ever want to do that, is telling everybody everything at gmail.com. See you in a minute. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Catherine, I'm a relatively small, slim woman in my late 20s, and I've been with someone for over a year. A month or two into the relationship, my partner revealed that they have a weight gain fetish, i.e. attraction to gaining weight, including eating too much and not exercising. It wasn't altogether a surprise to me, but the confirmation has made me really question my own attractiveness. I can't really engage with it. I'm painfully aware that I'm not their type. Why are you saying they when you just said it's your boyfriend? I know people are non-binary, and I know that 20-somethings use they, but we start the email with boyfriend, and and then we descend into they, they, them instead of he. Am I missing something? And this me, Phyla, if someone says they have a boyfriend and then they start calling them they, can a boyfriend still be non-binary? I don't know. We don't know. We don't know in this household. Please educate me because I don't want to offend people. All right, I love going to the gym but I find myself feeling resentful when I look in the mirror. And sometimes I use that resentment as motivation to lose weight, to prove to myself that I don't need to appease my partner. Besides this, we have normal relationship problems, but this feels like a catalyst. I've tried to address it in the past, but I'm nervous that they will feel ashamed or that if we broke up, they wouldn't share this part of themselves with future partners. How, what? How do I proceed in a way that's sensitive to their preferences without being inauthentic to the version of myself I know I'm happiest being? I want to stop feeling angry. You can't be in this relationship. That's it. If your partner has a fetish for BBWs, that's big, beautiful women, right, Violet? Yeah. Oh, yes. Then you're not that. And you don't want to be that. And yes, they love you for who you are. But ultimately... If someone says to me, like, this is what I'm sexually attracted to, this is what I like, and I'm not that, I think that would chip away at me for a while. And no, you shouldn't have to change who you are, and your boyfriend shouldn't have to change who they find sexually attractive. It's like, guess what? We're not a match. 
It's just a mess. You got to get out of this relationship. It's all right to be wrong for each other. It doesn't mean that they are bad or that you are bad, but you can be bad together. So you need to go and get to the gym and eat the way you want to eat and not feel uh, like you're denying your partner of some sexual fetish that they have. Like they can get everything from one person and so can you, someone else. And also it's not your responsibility to make sure they feel confident in their next relationship. You know, it's like, oh, I really don't want to hurt their feelings so that they don't express this sexual fetish to someone else. No, they should express this sexual fetish to the next person. And like early so that it doesn't come as a surprise and you're not responsible for how they choose to communicate that. You are only responsible for yourself. So you need to say, I don't feel comfortable being with someone who has a fetish for, you know, larger women because I will never be a larger woman and I don't want to become a larger woman, but there are plenty of larger women. Let me take you to see them. America, cue a trip to Vegas. Yeah, fly him to Vegas and dump him there. He'll be in his element. Next up, teenage daughter woes. I have a 13-year-old daughter, Catherine. She sounds a lot like Violet in personality. I, too, was a single mom for many years, and I think this is why we have such a strong bond. I cherished those single parent years and enjoyed them. However, she's now 13. She's testing the boundaries and behaving very badly, worse than Violet from the sounds of things. She stole a bottle of my very premium and expensive vodka last night from right under my nose and drank half of it with her friend in her bedroom. I heard screams around 10 p.m. I ran up the stairs to behold an exorcist-style puking session. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm now sitting up all night making sure she doesn't die from inhaling her own vomit. I didn't see it coming, and it's been so shocking to see her in this state. What a pair of little... <laughs> C-words. In between vomits, she did shout out, Thank you for my eyebrows. They're so on point, and that's because of you. Whilst I'm delighted that she thought to compliment my DNA, even in her darkest hour, she's definitely grounded. Definitely blaming TikTok as there are kids doing drink challenges. <gasps> so that's now been blocked off her phone. I had a few years before my friends started having kids, so I'm the only one with a teenager, and it's hard to know what to do. Every day is a new challenge. I don't know what you can do because this is the problem. We got up to similar stuff, stealing our parents' alcohol and stuff. Uh, but we were 16, maybe 15, around that age, not 13. So the difference is when a 13-year-old does it, they know even less about the world and they make even dumber decisions, i.e. drinking loads of it in her bedroom and then puking all night. I would steal just a little bit, top up my mother's vodka with water and drink it sensibly at age 16 so that I wasn't vomiting all over because that is not a good look at any age. And... Someone who's drinking should be mature enough to know that, at least. I think a lot of it's happening younger. I think these kids are weaponized with social media uh, that makes everything very permanent, that makes everything, like, they're easily caught because they can't not put something on TikTok or Snapchat. But also, Bobby thinks, now he's a bit of a conspiracy theorist, he thinks and I sort of agree that maybe TikTok specifically was designed to like infiltrate Western youth and compromise them. Because if you think of TikTok specifically, it started as Musical.ly, which was a very wholesome singing and dancing app. 
and they could just do little lip syncs to songs for like 15 seconds. And then Musical.ly was sold and became TikTok. And then the videos slowly became about more than music. There was talking and clips from shows and dares and tricks and trends. And then the videos became longer and then TikTok became bigger and there were more users signing up. And then it was monetized. You can tip uh, influencers on TikTok. You can promote this. You could do that. It, the algorithms got really sophisticated. Like when you allowed your eight-year-old to be on Musical.ly with a private account, you could not really have foreseen that it would grow into the app that it is now. It's like a whole different app. So it really snuck in to our lives. And no, I mean, if you talk to Silicon Valley people in, in all the documentaries where they speak about social media, they say their kids don't have smartphones. Well, what does that tell you? I mean, there's a responsible way to use your device for sure. I always say that it's like a, like a tool, like a chainsaw. Do you know a chainsaw can be used to get lots of important work done and you need a chainsaw for some jobs and it makes it a lot easier. But if you don't give a chainsaw to someone who's not trained or to someone who's very young, right? So I don't know what you can do. I think that you, I mean, I don't know. I would say that because she's made poor decisions, she can't make any decisions for a while. So that includes the freedoms that she thought she had. So let's say she's 13. So you let her take the bus with her friends and go into the high street, or maybe you let her choose what you have for takeaway every few nights, or you let her go on social media. Like I would take away every freedom that she has for a while and say, no, these decisions and these freedoms are a privilege. And you have lost that privilege by making unsafe decisions. My job is to keep you safe and keep you alive and well. And I can't do that when you're making decisions like this. I, my other job was to teach you to make the right decisions. So until you demonstrate that you're making better decisions, I can't let you make any decisions. And then take away basically everything until she is sleeping on a bare mattress. That's what I would do. Because it is her safety at risk. Like, say to her, you know, if she was drinking poison, which is essentially what she's done, then, you know, you wouldn't expect a thoughtful young adult to do something like that. So you have to treat her like a toddler for a while. And that's just unfortunate. I, I think I'd be very clear. I wouldn't get too mad. I would just go, because of this, you have to have this taken away for X amount of time and then start again. And luckily these devices are a very simple thing to take away. It's kind of all they care about. Just take it away. And it's boring and it's annoying because you want them to have fun. But I mean, God, anyone else? Is there like a teenage expert that I could maybe interview on the podcast? Cause I think a lot of us need you and I know there will be shit teenage experts, but I mean a good teenage expert, please reach out. Ooh, this is very relevant to last week's podcast. So, I mean, very unfortunately, there is a comedian a lot of us have worked with who is facing sentencing for possessing indecent child abuse images. And I'm really sorry to bring this up again, but a detective and mom has written in. She says, Catherine, I can shed some light. I worked in child protection as a detective. For 15 years, and it has destroyed my soul, but that's another story. A lot of people don't realize police officers have to review all indecent images of children. It is technically called C 
SAM, child sexual abuse material, by the way, to categorize it. So it's not, so we don't use the words child pornography because there's no such thing. Do you know what I mean? Because that implies that kids are not kids. So it's always called the like abuse images. Oh, I have dealt with hundreds of offenders and never once came across a case where they had downloaded abuse material, quote, by accident with adult material. It is just not a thing. Clearly, this person is using it as an excuse to downplay his interest. This is a pretty bog standard excuse offenders use because let's face it, no one wants to be labeled as this type of offender. Interestingly, I have a very tricky situation at the moment, which is exactly what you spoke about in the podcast. Because of my history, I don't have Facebook. I only use Instagram. I have a very small number of followers, people I 100% know and trust. My ex-husband got married at the weekend. I've been told there are hundreds of photos on Facebook that his friends have posted of our eight-year-old son. I find it so completely mad that someone would post photographs of someone else's child on social media without the parent's permission. Oh my God, yes, they do it all the time. Also, in a very bizarre twist, I recently reviewed a sex offender who had been downloading Image's phone, and they had photos of some of my ex-husband's group of friends. Not their kids, just everyday Facebook-style pictures. They live in a town in a completely different area, so it just goes to show how far-reaching the dark work of social media is. I'm left in a predicament. If I made a deal of people posting pictures of my child, I could look like the bitter ex who's trying to create an issue now that he's remarried. <laughs> and now she's like, muff, but I won't read it. I will. I will. Just FYI, he's fat and gross with a tiny penis and he's a total asshole. And I'm in a really loving marriage myself with an amazing guy. So no issue, good riddance, etc., etc. And also I cannot tell them about this police investigation separately. So also, like you said, generally people just don't get it. They don't realize that pedos aren't some smelly old loser sitting in a dark room. They are quote, normal everyday people who are very good at conforming to societal norms and fitting in. So whatever, even if I do look like a psycho ex, which means I have to accept there are a ton of photos on my son or social media that I don't agree to. Uh, I just wanted to share that as I was shouting yes while I was driving along listening to your podcast. I mean, uh, we have to be so careful about what pictures we put on social media. And I got other emails about this. And people said like, I got an email from a prison guard who said, that some of these types of offenders had like even just very normal like nappy adverts photos on them that were confiscated like any normal looking photo and like I hate to take it here again but I feel like it's so important as I struggle with this quandary in my own life and I know so many of you either struggle with it or you're not even aware you have to be so careful okay so I would say uh doesn't matter if you look like the psycho ex at all ever in any situation, oh, I don't want to look like this. I don't want to look like that. A lot of us go straight there in our train of thought. Like, oh, I don't want them to think who fucking cares what they think when it's something you believe in strongly. I'd be like, I don't want to look like a psycho ex, but you no longer can post photos of our child without consent. And any of your friends who post photos of our son, please ask them to take it down or ask them yourself. Maybe leapfrog your husband and be like, oh, hi, I hope, you know, I can see that you had an awesome time at the wedding. I don't actually post any photos of my son on social media and I would appreciate it if you took it down. You could do it in a really nice way. And most people be like, oh yeah, because I think we know now that not everyone posts those kind of photos. And then if they don't, 
they don't. And then there are a few pictures of your son on social media. But I mean, going forward, I think you can, in a nice way, make it really clear to your ex why you feel uncomfortable about it. Even if you can't reveal details of any like specific investigation, you can just be like, there's enough out there to read about how fucked up it is. So don't ever worry about what you look like. Just be a mom first. Oh, good. Here is an update that I've actually been waiting for. So sometime in 2022, there was a some a listener who wrote in, she was being harassed by the boys at her school. And this resonated with a lot of you. A lot of people wrote in with great advice, um, letting this girl know who she should go to and what she should do because she reported the boys. They were basically following her home from school and harassing her and her friends and being sexually explicit. And she reported it to the school and it seemed like nothing was done. So now she has gotten back in contact a year later. Um, since then, the harassment carried on for a long time until after myself and another girl filed a report to the police due to a lack of support from the school. The head of my safeguarding very openly stated to me and my parents that he in fact did not believe there was any form of sexual assault taking place inside of the school, despite several pieces of CCTV footage of upskirting, unwanted touching, etc. There were also screenshots from group chats of 15-year-old boys at the school, including his teacher's son, speaking openly about their intentions and what they wished to do to the girls at my school, mostly talking about uh, rape and other topics along those lines. The issue was taken to the police after I was followed home on several occasions by a group of year 10 boys. I'm currently in year 8. I'm 13 years old and had full bottles of beer chucked at me, as well as being groped, etc., by these boys, whom were all close friends with the head of Safeguarding's son. I believe that this atrocious behavior promotes the concept of rape culture and is sick that people still get away with it in today's society. The teacher was suspended, and all the boys involved were also suspended for a week, while three of them were permanently expelled after I got the police involved. Even though this all happened months ago, I'm still struggling quite a bit with my mental health since the incident, and I no longer feel comfortable going out without the risk of something happening. I've come to realize that's generally what life is like for girls and women all over the world. No, I just wanted to say thank you. No, sorry I didn't reply sooner, but I haven't felt being comfortable being open about the situation. That is not what life is like for every woman and girl. Uh, the level of harassment that you experienced and well done for being brave enough to go to the police and get it sorted because you will be stopping behavior in its tracks from possibly getting worse or involving girls younger than you or, you know, the next girls going into year eight, um, these boys will still be at your school. You know, you've, you've saved a lot of people, a lot of stress, and I would never feel guilty about being a snitch, you know, there's that element too, where you go, well, I didn't want to cause a problem. Like I think girls are raised going, oh, I don't want to upset anyone. I don't want to cause a problem. You just wish that problems wouldn't find you. And then you wouldn't have to report people to police, but, um, don't feel guilty about that because ultimately you've saved these boys too, because they're under 18. They're hopefully learning a lesson now with these suspensions. Let's say this behavior is left unchecked and they become adults who continue to exhibit this behavior, well, then their lives are, you know, going to be spent in jail. So I'm really glad that you did this and you should never have to tolerate this behavior. And I want you to know that I walk through life with almost no fear. Um, there are places that you can go and 
circles you can travel in and hopefully the world is getting to be a safer place all the time that you know the world is so much bigger than your school and you seem to have had a real bad experience but I hope that as time goes on and there are more people like you these experiences become more and more isolated and like yes we always have to exhibit vigilance and we have to assess certain situations especially when you're out alone or when you're out at night but it's not as intense as it sounds like it was for you. There are lots of safe spaces and increasingly there are a number of safe spaces and the older you get, the more powerful you're gonna feel and you're not gonna feel scared and afraid forever, I promise you that, thanks to people like yourself. Um, thank you for writing in. I know a lot of people were really thinking about you and really were moved by what you said and I'm glad that there's been some justice, but I hope you are seeking treatment if you have any you know, lingering trauma or mental health issues from this. And you're just going to grow bigger and stronger. And one day you're going to feel very confident walking into any room. I promise you that. Thank you for listening to another episode of Telling Everybody Everything. You can write me a letter, everything at gmail.com. I hope that you have watched Romantic Getaway, my comedy series written by Ben Green and Ramesh Ranganathan, who also stars as my husband. It's an amazing, like, Bonnie and Clyde heist-style comedy where we are a married couple who've exhausted all our funds trying to grow our family, paying for IVF, so we decide to rob... Ramesh's boss, who's played by Johnny Vegas. It's really fun and funny and kind of exciting at the same time. And uh, you can catch that on Now TV, which is an amazing subscription service for Sky as well. Um, and my special missus is streaming on both those platforms as well. I'm really proud of it. I hope that you've watched it and shared it with your friends. Thank you to those of you who've messaged about it already. I hope you look after each other. I hope that you're enjoying, you know, the days are getting longer, the sun is up for longer, and I will see you next week.